Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special episode of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today, I'm joined by Alex Kalafi. Hey there. Mike Sklens. Hi. And Zach Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about Season 2 of Orange is the New Black. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, hell. Though I would love to talk about that. We are reacting to Nintendo's, uh, I think, relatively uh, positive uh, E3 conference that was today. Yeah. Um, We've all seen it. It's been a few hours now, so I think we've had time to process and come up uh, with just a lot of opinions of everything we saw. Uh, we're going to go through it in basically the order that it was presented to us. I've got a list here of everything that was talked about. We'll probably talk a little bit about stuff that was after the conference, uh, different things that were announced. Um, yeah, and the, the treehouse thing that's pretty much just run all day with different uh, trailers and playthroughs and different things like that. Um so let's start first, because Alex, you, you mentioned this right before we recorded that you wanted to talk about this, but before we get into any of the games, let's talk about just, in general, the pre-recorded uh, conference and kind of just what we thought about that format. Um, Alex, I'll let you start, because you seemed like you had some negative things about it. Um, so it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Nintendo Direct format by itself. The digital event, although I do think that they had a strong enough showing that they could have done a press conference at least compared to maybe Microsoft and EA this year. They probably had a strong enough showing to do a press conference if they wanted, but the digital thing doesn't bother me by itself. What bothers me is that they had 47 minutes of game announcements, but they had 90 minutes of game announcements, which means that we had about 47 minutes of a, a pretty tight show, if not a little bit rushed, and then the rest of Tuesday became a hunt of find the news. And, like, I know that, like, you could spin this as, oh, but Nintendo has so much news that it just can't fit in 47 minutes. Well, it should have fit in 90 minutes. Like, it's, it's, I know that, like, oh, we're going to have news all of E3. That's actually kind of annoying to me. Uh, what I really would have yeah. wanted, just keep most of the news in one place. Keep, uh, like, a surprise announcement for the Smash Bros. Direct. Keep a surprise announcement for the 3DS thing tomorrow night. Maybe a surprise announcement for the Treehouse. Three small surprise announcements. I should not be seeing Mario Party 10 stealth announced five minutes after the, uh, the thing ends. So what you're saying, really, is that you want Christmas... All the presents up front, but they're giving you Hanukkah, and you're not really cool with that. <laughs> exactly. This is exactly what they want. They want you to sit there and watch the coverage True. all day. Why should they want you to watch it all in 90 minutes where they can give you 47 minutes of it and then dole the other 13 out or 23 out or however many? They can dole that out over the rest of the next three days. And force they you doled to watch it out it. within 30 minutes after but the they're presentation. They're, they're, they're announcing something else tomorrow we, that we don't know about. This is There's what they want. Be one they more want announcement your, tomorrow. They are they are designing this whole thing so your attention is fixed on Nintendo for the whole of the show. You don't wander and look at Sony or Microsoft because what's Nintendo going to do next? They're always doing something live. What, what are they going to do next? And you know what, Alex? I think I'd, I agree. I'd agree with you if this was happening yesterday with all the other conferences. But since pretty much everything had already happened. I was kind of okay with just being tuned in. Like, I had my browser open all day with the Treehouse thing on, and anytime something kind of caught my attention, I'd, I'd open it and I'd watch. And I watched, you know, the 
Xenoblade uh, kind of play through and different things like that. And it did, it worked, I think, to kind of just, like Mike said, keep you locked in all day. You go from the original conference all the way to the Smash Brothers tournament. I streamed it um, on my phone while I was driving around town, like going to the dentist today. <laughs> and I was waiting for, I was sitting in the chair in the dentist's office, like the, 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 the assistant came in and did her thing, and then I had to wait like 10 minutes for the hygienist to come in and do her thing. So I just pulled out my phone and watched like 10 minutes of them playing Splatoon while yeah. I was waiting for the dentist. It was really nice. No. I the one, the one thing I will agree with you, Alex, is immediately when the conference was over, things kind of split in two directions. If you're watching the IGN presentation of it, they immediately had the exclusive review of uh, a reveal of Devil's Third. Meanwhile, if you're watching like the Nintendo broadcast themselves, it went to the Trios thing, and then you got Mario Party 10 and like a small thing about Amiibo. So they're there. They're sort of revealing two separate things at the same time, and that kind of was confusing. Yeah. I thought. But once that ended and then it was just like locked in on the treehouse thing, I actually I kind of liked it, like this all-day uh, presentation. I, I in, thought that was cool. In theory, the treehouse thing can work. I understand the fact that they want to keep my attention fixated for the entire day, but that wasn't exactly the way it carried out. If that was the way it carried out, we would be seeing a game announcement every hour or every 45 minutes because they could have did that for the entire day. Instead, what happened was... We got uh, 47 minutes of announcements. In the next 30 minutes, we knew 99% of everything else, except it was really inconvenient to find everything, and it wasn't shown in as easy a format as uh, the 47 minutes. So it was just a more annoying uh, selection of new things I haven't seen before. I, the whole thing just came across as frustrating. And that's a shame, because I actually thought most of their showing was pretty great overall. Well, let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah, let's jump in. Um, we can, yeah, we'll debate that more in the future. I'm sure we'll do more reaction next week, so we'll debate the format a little bit and talk about next E3 already. Um, but let's jump in. So this one, <laughs> so it opens immediately with like a robot chicken inspired, or maybe do you think it was? I, I think it might have been commissioned. No, there was uh, Seth Green in there. That was okay. the robot chicken. Crew. And that I was definitely so. the same Mario doll they've used on Robot Chicken. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable right out of the gate. And you've got like just poking fun at kind of the whole E3 atmosphere. Sort of the fans who are like demanding all these different series show up, and I, I just thought that was great. I mean, it caught me. By surprise, I mean, I just, I, my, like, jaw hit the floor watching that. What did you guys think about all the, like, robot chicken stuff? I thought it was funny. I was pretty, uh, pretty shocked. I was like, oh, they're really, like, they're going for it. Like, they did not, like, this is not a Nintendo Direct. Right away you can see that, oh, they've, they put a lot more money into this than they would a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I I was a bit odd that the Fizzanek didn't show up at all. No, they want to save their, uh... It seems like they're getting better with pacing out their jokes, because we didn't really get a My Body is Ready uh, this time. But instead, we got uh, Iwata and Reggie fighting it out in a weird <laughs> yeah. Smash Bros. style. And we got the Luigi Death Stare at one point. Well, yeah, you get the Death Stare, um, you get some jokes about like the pronunciation of uh, Reggie's last name, and then, yeah, you go <laughs> from this like just super funny uh, robot chicken thing to this like super like hyper... Uh, uh, stylized, um, like, semi-matrix fight, yeah, between Reggie and Iwata, and it was just so great, and it, it just was, like, complete fan service. 
Um, By the way, good on them for going back in and add. They, they definitely must have added the death stare in like this week because you oh, know yeah, that, sure. that video has been finished for bare minimum at least two weeks. Oh yeah, I guarantee it. I would guess. Yeah, because so you have to allow for time, you know, for for lead time in case something screws up, and then they get this opportunity to be like cash in on this trend immediately, like two <laughs> days after right. it starts, right at E3, like perfect timing. Yep. Yeah, that was so fantastic. good on them for for moving quick to uh, to capitalize on that move. Yeah, love that. Um, so then we got straight into some Smash Brothers news. Um, a few, uh, a lot of good things and maybe kind of one surprising thing. But first of all, uh, we can play as our Mies in Smash Brothers. I don't know that that's, that's cool. too much of a surprise. That's pretty cool. That's um, a good thing. That though. is cool. I, to me, the with, more interesting... With three different, uh, like, fighting styles. Exactly. And I was going to say, that to me is, like, the more interesting aspect and of totally it. And totally custom movesets. Like, yep. that, Sakurai was talking about in the Smash Brothers Direct that they were going to allow for characters to have custom moves. And that seemed, like, absolutely fucking bonkers when he said it. Yeah. But no, now going back, we know, oh, the, set, the custom moves are going to be used for the Mii fighters, and they're also going to be used for the Amiibo fighters. Not, not yeah. the regular characters. They're all locked. But if you've got an Amiibo Mario, you can switch his moves up. Yep. Yeah, so that was really cool. You've got the Miis, and like you said, Zach, you've got the three kind of different styles. Uh, what was it? So it was like Shooter. Sword uh, Fighter. Sword and Fighter. And then what was the, like, not like gra- Brawler. Brawler. There you go, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. So, yeah, then you can kind of fine-tune your Mii to basically play however you want, um, it sounds like, which is I think is really great. Um, yeah, the Amiibo stuff is interesting. I don't... I mean, I, so what, you can just bring in any character during any match? I mean, I, I guess you'd have to turn that on or off in the options. I assume uh, that will not be available online mode. No. Maybe you're playing with friends or something, you know. Right, if you're just playing, like, in the... In, like, the full custom mode. Yeah, the fun one. <laughs> um, so that's pretty great, but what was surprising to me was he was... Yeah, Sakurai starts talking about the 3DS version, how they're doing a lot of testing right now. And announced that it's coming out in October, October third, uh, I believe. We were told summer last time. We, we? were yeah. told summer, yeah. Which was still like sooner than a I expected. I mean, to be fair, September is still considered summer on the calendar, and they're missing it by like a couple days. So, but really, when you say summer, you mean like I thought you meant like August. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Like <laughs> smack dab in the middle of the year, because now if we're getting the Wii U version. See, to me, getting, 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 the, getting the 3DS version in the summer. Like six or six or five months before the uh, the Wii U version, I was like, okay, I'll for sure get the 3DS version because it's going to be there. I like Smash Brothers. Like this is going to happen. But knowing now that maybe I'm going to have to only wait like a month and a half before yeah. the Wii U version comes out, do I really need the 3DS version? This is where they need to come in and offer an incentive that they can yep. discount for buying both. Yeah, or some yeah, some kind of yeah, like an eShop discount. Buy both by the end of the year and get like a ten or something dollar eShop credit. Get right, all you know. the figures. Or if there's just some sort of cross-promotional uh, or cross-platform you know, reason to have both of them. Maybe if I play the 3DS version for a month and a half, unlock all the characters, then I can kind of like transfer my save data over and have everyone unlocked already in the Wii U version. That might be worth it right yeah. there. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, that they kind of like stealthily dropped that, uh, that delay in there. Um, I was kind of surprised by that. Still not terrible. Like in the grand scheme of things... Like, there's still that part of me that expects both games to come out next March. I know it's a little, uh, like, impossible by today's standards, but just knowing how Brawl went down, there's still that little, um, I guess, delusional part in the back of my head that's like, what if these just got delayed again until, like, 2015? They can't get delayed. It cannot. It is the holiday title. Well, look, Alex, if if they delay any of these... The Wii U game till 2015, 
We got nothing this year. Yeah. Literally nothing. <laughs> Except for Only Toad. Hyrule Warriors and Bayonetta. Oh, yay. Yeah, I hope you like Japanese action games. And Captain Toad. Um, so the Smash Brothers conversation then kind of spiraled into Amiibo, because um, we saw the, the first use of that awesome Mario figure. Um, now, I didn't watch the little five-minute Amiibo presentation after the, the conference, uh, the digital conference, but Mike, you did. Do you want to talk a little bit about what they... Uh, what Bill Trinan kind of talked about. Yeah, so from what I remember, he basically talked about how the Amiibo are, they're separate, they're like add-ons to games. Um, so they talk about a lot in the Smash Brothers where, because uh, it's the first game that's going to support them, you can put the Mario Amiibo on your gamepad and it'll pull in like a, an Amiibo version of him into the game that you can either fight against or you can fight it against another Amiibo that you have or you can uh, fight it, fight with it on your side against CPUs or I guess your friends. And then everything you do with this amiibo, it's it's always CPU controlled, but everything you do with it, it builds experience points so it gets stronger and faster and, and it can jump higher and you can switch its moves up. Um, so it eventually, I guess it starts out, I don't know if it starts out weaker than like default Mario or at equal to him, but he gets stronger. And then you can take your amiibo and bring him over to your friend's house and put it on your friend's gamepad and your Mario can fight his Mario or your Mario can fight his Link or whatever, and you can battle him to see who's, like, the better Amiibo trainer. Hmm. And then uh, they didn't really say what other games are going to do with him, but they said Mario Kart's going to use it. I assume Retroactively. Yeah, they'll patch it in. Honestly, um, Mario Kart would be worth it just if it saves your kart uh, configuration. No, that yeah, way right? you're not having to set it up every time you go to a friend's house and try to remember, uh, you know, your uh, your setup that you prefer. Yeah. I would pay however much for that. <laughs> they said Yarn Yoshi's going to use it. Um, now that one, I don't know how that happens. Mario Party 10. Mario Party Mario 10 Party. Is it. But that's pretty cool, yeah, to, the way they're describing it for um, for Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's cool that it's a platform that works across all your games. So, you know, you know, you don't just buy these figures and you're stuck with them to play one game. Right. Or yeah, one like, series, even. It's, right, it's like, every like game. Skylanders or Disney Infinity, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I mean, even if, like, it doesn't, like, so let's say you... Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Like, let's it, even if it doesn't like bring Mario in, maybe just putting a figurine on it will like give you more eggs or restore your health or you know something. Just kind of a generic feature. Um, maybe it'll make yarn versions of those characters appear in the game, which oh, would be yeah. adorable. That would be insane. Yarn Link running around. Yarn Samus. Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, so it's pretty cool. The the figures look great. I don't know if you guys saw um pictures later from from E3. They've got like a display case with like yeah. five of them. Um, they look fantastic. Yeah, they look a lot better than I thought they would. Yeah. But it does it does make me question how much they're going to cost. Those are That's prototypes, true. though. The final figures may be, you know, mass-produced, and they might be a little less fancy. Very, right, a little very cheaper true. looking. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm on board with this. I was kind of on, on the fence. I mean, I, I'm not a big proponent of, like, extra purchase, uh, extra money to spend on games. I'm, I don't even really do a lot with DLC, so buying these figures, I didn't really know how they were going to be incorporated, but it sounds great, and they look great, so these are the kind of things I'd probably buy just to you know, my I, shelf. You know, I'm so. just thinking of what happens when they put, like, the first Club Nintendo exclusive one up on Club Nintendo, uh, and then God, the website just true. gets fucked completely. That's true. Yeah, I'll start... I'm courting coins. I'm not spending coins on anything else, because I want to have enough when that figure comes out. It's going to be worth a lot. This I'll tell you what, this year's Platinum gift better be a fucking Amiibo. That'd be awesome. Like, Get me one, and it's then I'll be, be a sticker on it, and I'll sheet, buy more. Mike. Sticker sheet. It is. It's be they'll, a sticker be, sheet. they'll be puffy stickers. <laughs> oh. If we're, if we're really lucky, we'll get pogs. What? Oh, God. <laughs> I would want that so badly. 
I have, so, a set of, I have a set of Mega Man Pogs from Nintendo Power. What? I, don't, I think awesome. I threw them out, but I had them at one point. Ah! So after the Amiibo stuff, um, we moved then on to Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh, formerly Yo- uh, Yarn Yoshi has been uh, retitled. We got a much more in-depth look at it uh, Look at it here. What did you guys think? I think it looks fantastic. Looks like Kirby's Epic Yarn, but with uh-huh. Yoshi. I think, right. Scott, you had the best tweet about it. You said, I want to hug this game. Yeah, the whole game, yeah. Looks great. I mean, like, Kirby's Epic Yarn looked fantastic, but what they're able to do with the Wii U and the textures and everything and the way um, the way things kind of move as they're pulled around and bunched up and everything, it just looks incredible. I mean, it, it yeah, really it does. does look like it. the whole thing's made of yarn. Um, after seeing Little Big Planet 3 last night, like, I think this puts that to shame. I just love Yoshi. He's, like, using his little tongue to pull on the strings of yarn and unravel things. Right. And then he poops yeah. out the little yarn balls. Mm-hmm. And then he swallows another Yoshi and poops out another yarn <laughs> Yoshi. And then he's, it, the yarn ball thing makes so much sense with the way he shoots eggs. Yep. It's just, yeah. it's brilliant. It looks so cool. And I was not interested in this game at all last year. I thought it looked stupid and, like, derivative and just not good at all. Well, and I, and, I, t- I tweeted this, and, like, I, you know, I did kind of just expect this to be Kirby's Epic Yarn, which is Yoshi in it, but it, at this point now, it almost kind of looks like it could be the the successor to Yoshi's Island that we've been waiting for. Yeah, very for. true, and yeah. it makes me wonder why they even bothered with Yoshi's New Island. New Island, yeah, I agree. I mean, because this looks, it, it, it's exciting, it's doing new things, but it still has that Yoshi's Island feel. And I really feel like it's it's finally going to be that step forward for the series. I didn't expect it to so closely adhere to Yoshi's Island, but it really yeah, it's got like the flowers and you know all that. Right, thing. the hidden the hidden like clouds that drop things. Well, um, it's also the, got the, the gem from Kirby. Right, so it kind of combines them both. But yeah, that there's definitely influence. <coughs> I mean, Kirby's Epic Yarn it doesn't at all feel like a Kirby game, really, apart from just some similar enemies. But this like combined those two series perfectly, I think. Um, and one little thing I noticed is I watched another trailer for it later. Um, there is health. Uh, I, you can see Yoshi's, like, pick up, like, health items, like little hearts that kind of encircle them. Um, I think that's where the health meter is. So unlike Kirby's Epic Yarn, it looks like there probably will be some difficulty. I think you can die. Uh, I think you'll have to restart levels, that kind of thing. Because I, I, the common complaint with Epic Yarn was, you know, it's fun, but, you know, there's no penalty. You don't die. I mean, you can just keep going through. You lose gems, so I guess you don't unlock everything. But is that really a deterrent for a lot of people? I don't necessarily think so. Um, yeah, so. I, uh, I I personally have uh, two ways of looking at this game. The first is that this seems like the Yoshi game that Tezuka actually cares about because Yoshi's New Island was, in all honesty, kind of crappy. Like, it's especially the more I think back on that game the worse it becomes, like, like, it's one of those, and I'm glad that, uh, Tezuka seems to care about this game a lot more as maybe even the main Yoshi game between the two. On the other hand, uh, this does look like it is adhering very, very close to Kirby's Epic Yarn, uh, that style of gameplay. And what that means is that if this is Kirby's Epic Yarn 2, it will have amazing visuals, and it does. And it will have amazing music, like it does. Kirby's Epic Yarn, some of the best music ever in a game, maybe. Uh, but the gameplay of Kirby's Epic Yarn, if you take all of the style away, it isn't really that special, uh, in my opinion, at least. Like, it was uh, pitifully easy in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think it was very repetitive as a platformer. That's why it's and called Kirby's Epic Yawn. <laughs> I, I I just hope 
that uh well it looks like they'll be they're penalty in this game so they seem to be learning something there yeah. was also penalty in uh Yoshi's but we New just Island. we just t- we just but we just talked about in Kirby there's not really any penalty in this game appears to have it so look, you know looks like they're we'll going in the right direction better. here yeah, we'll have to see as, as we... Well, I, you know, I, actually, Neil's played it, and I think his, if his impressions aren't up yet, they will be up very soon. So we'll find out more about, you know, the elements of if there, you can die and how difficult it just is. So Neil will um, give it a 10. <laughs> that's true. I think in his impressions, he already gave it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, you know, I was, like, totally into this, and then they showed the co-op mode, and that, that completely sold me. Um, you know, these 2D platformers, I always play them. Uh, cooperatively with my wife. We did it with Epic Yarn, and I'm so happy that this is yeah. going to have a two-player mode, too, with an adorable little red Yoshi. Uh, I'll probably choose to be the second player, just because I prefer red to green. Um, and yeah, it just looks great. I'm so excited. Probably like my game of show, I would say. Wow. Yeah, that's how into it I am. Um, so let's move on. Next, uh, we were shown some uh, gameplay footage of Captain Toad's treasure tra what is it? <laughs> I'm gonna go with treasure Captain hunter. Captain Toad treasure, Captain treasure hunter. Uh, treasure no treasure tracker. I think tracker. Yeah, Captain Toad treasure tracker. At first, I thought this was just gonna be like DLC or an eShop exclusive. I thought this was an eShop game from the minute they showed it. I was like, oh, this is. I first I thought DLC, but then they started showing a lot of content, so I was like, oh, okay, it looks like it'll probably be an eShop release. No, it's a retail game. Yeah, so that's impressive. Yeah, 60 bones. Yeah, well, I, I will price. guess they'll charge 50 for it, like they did for Donkey Kong. I think that, no, I think he, I think that I saw reported that it's for sure going to be 60. Wow, I think, that, I think someone asked that somewhere. That um, is gonzo that they yeah, charge 60. That's too much, this. I think. They should be charging 50 for it, or it, really, they should, I don't know. We don't know how extensive it is. So well, I was going to say if there's like if there's like 200 puzzles or 200 levels or something, then okay, sure. But um, yeah, we'll just have to see how much there is to it. But I with Price excluded. I, I really liked the look of it. I thought these sort of little like mini games were fun in um, oh, yeah, Super Mario like 3D World. It's kind of a good break, uh, you know, break up in the action. And it to me like it evokes a lot of uh, like Super Mario 2. Um, Toads like picking up turnips and throwing them. At, a lot of levels had shy guys and stuff that were kind of wandering about. So yeah. I kind of like that it's uh, like harkening back to that. I feel like they don't do enough with Super Mario 2. Um, so I kind of like that they were uh, paying tribute to that a little bit. Um, but I think that's it. I mean, right? We just saw a little bit of gameplay. We weren't really yeah, sure too it's much more, about it. It looks like more Captain Toad, and I I thought that was one of the best little aspects of Mario 3D World. I really it's wish there were more of those levels. my favorite aspect of it. There were, yeah. I really wish there were more of those levels. So now, and I always thought they would add more via DLC, but the fact that we're getting I know, presumably a shitload of them if they're going to charge 60 bucks, um, I'm really excited. Yep. Yeah, me too. Boss um, fights, too. What's that? There was uh there was a boss fight shown too, which oh, yeah. I thought was interesting. That's true, uh, yeah. And it looks like a mar a proper like Mario 3D boss, uh, which makes sense because this is the EAD Tokyo's uh, I suppose mystery game that they were talking about for a while. No, I think that was uh Splatoon, isn't it? Was that isn't that is, is that EAD Tokyo? I don't actually I don't, they didn't say I don't think they said who EAD Tokyo who. Who was developing Splatoon? They just showed the guys, and I don't know what studio those guys work for. Well, this is one of the EAD Tokyo projects. Maybe they have two going on as of this moment, but I know this is one of them. Well, yeah, because I wouldn't think this would demand yeah, this would, the this full is a attention. small team. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. And yeah, you're right, the boss fights and stuff. So that maybe it's not totally like just a sort of puzzle game. I mean, maybe there's more action to it. I guess Toad picking up the turnip and throwing it at Shy Guys would imply that. So. Um, yeah, we'll just see how that goes. Captain Toad. Ah, I'm into it, though. Um, so next up, OMG Zelda. 
I can't believe um, they dropped this in the middle yeah. of the press conference. Yeah, it was, got me or whatever digital event. It, yeah. it made me start thinking that they were going to save something really crazy for last if they were putting this in the middle, which didn't. End and up they happen- didn't didn't end up happening, which is kind of really shocking that they just put this smack in the middle of it. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. But oh, oh my God. What? I mean, how exciting is this? I like lasers. They, what's that? Lasers. Lasers. That's it, right. Yeah. I like that they immediately just like came out of the gate and were just like, yeah, this this game is going to be influenced by Zelda, the original Zelda, not not Ocarina of Time, like pretty much every modern Zelda has been. Well, this is um, the game that they were talking about when they were saying they were like really interested in making Skyrim. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. What did you call it, Alex, before we started recording? Um, uh, well, I, I I don't know that I'm the only one who came up with this term, because I think it's such an obvious it's pretty thing clever. to call it. Zelda Scrolls. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I like that name, Zelda Scrolls. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't mean, like Morrowind or any of those games at all. I find them tedious, but I'm fucking stoked as shit on this. And it looks fucking beautiful. It does. But like, that is that is a very specific thing. I, I like I intentionally call it that, not just for some goofy ass pun, but because that announcement or I guess reveal invoked a lot of Elder Scroll feelings. Like when uh, when they were showing off Skyrim for the first time, they were like, "You see that mountain over there? You can climb it." Yeah. And they did the exact same thing at the Zelda presentation. And it, even if it's not directly inspired, this open world where you see some enemies along the way and you solve things the way you want, that seems very uh, open world action and adventure RPG to me. Right, and they pointed out that, you know, like, you can basically enter areas from any direction. You know, there's not just, like, a door you walk in to enter a forest, you know, or one path. You can kind of come in from anywhere and tackle puzzles from any direction. And that's amazing. And I, I kind of hope uh, it borrows um, a link between worlds kind of progression where you can sort of go where I you think want it and will. tackle things in any order, or at least mostly any. I order. almost feel like Link Between Worlds was maybe like a trial run at that to see if yeah. they could get it to work. I think so too. Um, so and yeah, that did, was fantastic. So. Looks great. Um, I think it's everyone kind of at first thought like, well, is this a female Link? Is this a male? You know, he kind I of thought it was Zelda at first. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of in between. He, he I mean, he's always feminine. Like, feminine looking, has feminine features, um, but I could see how you could go either he way on this. He looks like but... a fucking badass at the end of it, though. Oh, yeah, but it, di- it did come out in the past, like, half hour that um, that isn't necessarily a link that we're seeing in the trailer. What? Um, yeah, so whatever that means. Well, also, somebody on... Uh, it's got pointy ears, for fuck's sake, it's somebody on Somebody on Kotaku or Polygon or something pointed out that her gauntlets are the same gauntlets in the character art for Ganondorf in Ocarina of Time. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I have two things to say right now. Uh, the first it's is Ganondorf's a breaking... kid. <laughs> the Boom. first is that uh, yeah, I think it would be really cool if they made this character androgynous, not necessarily like a Hermaphrodite or both genders. Not, not Tilda Swidney? But as in... They don't define what the gender is, they don't give a love protagonist, and they make it look just similar enough while giving a voice that's just boyish enough and just feminine enough where everyone's happy. Right, you can basically, you're just playing whoever you want to play, yeah. Even if there's no customization, I feel like there's a link that exists that can serve every purpose. Yep. I'm just uh, happy also, they stuck with the Twilight Princess art style here where it gets that kind of impressionist look when it gets zoomed out enough. That looks well. Not Twilight Princess. Beautiful. You mean oh, no, Skyward, sorry, Sword? Skyward Sword? Yeah, Skyward Sword. It's well, absolutely. Well, you, 
Oh yeah, it looks fantastic. I mean, it does look like this, the next kind of like step for that art style. Proves Nintendo's argument that you just do not you do not need horsepower to make a beautiful looking game anymore. It helps a lot, and it can certainly make a very looking beautiful game. But they don't have the horsepower of the PlayStation Four, and I think that looks as good as anything on the PlayStation Four because of the art direction. Yeah. At the very least, with enough effort, you can make up most of the difference, if not yeah. all of it. Yeah. Uh, I I have breaking Super Smash Bros. news just to uh just to break up the show. Uh, I, I guess you could put up one of those challenger uh, approaching, but Pac-Man is in Smash Bros. He is officially in Smash Bros. What? He is officially in Smash Bros. I called this literally right before. Namco, yeah, you did. fucking Namco. Yeah. Wow. wow. You're right. Wow, Pac-Man. <laughs> And Game and Watch apparently, but whatever. We knew that was happening, and I, and it feels like they're revealing the whole Smash Bros. roster. But hey, Pac-Man. Well, yeah, but to reveal, kind of give you a peek behind the curtain, we were recording this during the Smash Brothers uh, conference or the roundtable, I guess I should say. Um, there is no stream of that, so we can't be watching that. Otherwise, we'd probably watch that first before we do this. But um, yeah, wow, crazy. So Pac-Man's there. I think that's been kind of a running joke, and now it's reality. <laughs> it, it makes so much sense. If there's going to be some Namco character, of course it's got to be this one. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, it's well, not the Ghost Recon. But Adventures couldn't have been Klonoa, you guys? Fuck, I wish that. <laughs> I wish that. Klonoa would make more I sense. I wish that totally bullshit rumor screenshots that someone made up that. I just wish. I wish they were true. I knew they wouldn't be. <laughs> so pretty amazing. Um, so back to Zelda, or I guess we can move on from Zelda. Does anyone have any final thoughts? It looks awesome. like they're going slightly futuristic with this one, which I think is really, really cool. Not too futuristic, but just a little they're bit. They're following like, that like Skyward Sword thing. Like the Desert Area in Skyward Sword with all the weird alien tech kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, on. that's true. I wonder if it's going to be linked to Skyward Sword in any way. It I mean, there's definitely those it similarities. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I'm just so excited for this. Oh, I... I know it's going to be no, next no holiday chance until we get it, it at the very earliest. Though. You don't think it'll... I think it'll no have to. No way. It'll have Dude, to. Dude, look at how many games they're packing into 2015. Well, how many Zelda depends? Games, Zelda games always hit an inevitable lengthy delay. Yeah. Yeah, 2015 might be Maybe they already game. hit it and they, we just didn't know. <laughs> Maybe so it was supposed if, to be out you this you got to think if this game's a year out. I mean, we didn't really see much besides, I mean, just sort of... I mean... Was that even in-game? Was it just kind of like a cinematic? I mean, we don't really oh, know. It was in-engine. It was in-engine. It was in-engine, yeah. But, I mean, so, if that's all we're seeing, it doesn't even have a name yet. I don't know. Yeah, 2015 might be might be kind of wishful thinking, but I'm excited either way. Um, so, moving on, I, Alex, I think you'll... Well, I guess, Zach, you like Pokemon. We saw a little bit of um, Pokemon... God, what are they? Omega... Nonsense. And Ruby and same Alpha shit, Sapphire. different console. <laughs> Alex, are you excited about these? Well, it's... Yes, in the sense because I am... I just wrote an article on NintendoWorldReport.com about... Because Alex is about the only staffer who likes those games. More than every single other generation of Pokemon. Is it? Was it your I, first? No, I played from the very beginning. It's just, oh, okay. I, uh, I, I guess not to get too quickly off course, but the reason why I love... Uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is probably a lot of the same reasons why some people prefer Super Mario Sunshine in the sense that it holds true to a lot of the things you love about Pokemon, 
while doing a lot of wildly different things at the same time. Like, the world is based around water for once, which is a crazy concept. It holds your hand and is slightly harder than a lot of other Pokemon games because, like, it has that Braille shit. It has uh, the slightly convoluted way you find Rayquaza. It, it makes you do your own adventuring, which I think is really great. And I think the music is really different, and I think the visuals are more colorful, as are the Pokemon designs. But that's only slightly relevant. Specifically no, see, I with think, these I games. think Ruby and Sapphire is where they started to jump the shark with the designs. I, I mean, guess. I'm not saying Magnemite and Voltorb are good, but, like, I think some of the Ruby and Sapphire ones, that's when they started to run out of ideas, maybe. And that is, know. honestly, that is my only knock against the game. I think when they started running out of, uh, I guess, ideas is when they only had 70 Pokemon in X and Y. But that is beside the point. That's weird, yeah. Specifically, for these new games, I will tell you exactly what they are. This is them making a pretty straight remake of Ruby and Sapphire with some X and Y story bits and put on the X and Y Pokemon engine. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that based on what I've seen so far... And it's got some new stuff. It has uh, Mega Evolutions for all the starters. It has these weird Mega Evolutions for Grodon Kyogre, which you could call immediately uh, upon seeing the trailer because of how different the characters look. But it looks like this is probably going to be a relatively safe remake, even safer than Soul Silver was. Uh, I don't think it's going to do anything crazy like the Sevi Islands and the original remakes did. And I'm not saying that's going to be bad. I'm going to play it. I'm going to be excited. And later this week, you're probably going to see me write 2,500 words on this <laughs> game. But it's uh, it's an obligatory Pokemon game, it feels like. Yeah, and, it's, it's a it's a moneymaker. And you know what? It's fine. Super Mario 3D World was an obligatory Mario game, and look how that turned out for a lot of people. Wow. So maybe an obligatory no, Pokemon game. No, it wasn't exactly a remake a... of an existing game. I mean, right. I, I, I'm just talking specifically about the sense how it's obligatory, how there's got to be a Mario game on Wii U. Now there's kind of has to be a Pokemon game every single year, it looks like. Is that it's next year, or is that later this year? That's this year. That's this year. We've had Pokemon games every single year for five years yeah, now. Yeah, this is money. Money in the bank. Wow. Well, there you it's go. one of their few franchises that still makes a shitload of money. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame them. What did um, you say, Zach? It'll be, it's October, isn't it? November twenty something. Oh, November. I thought it'll be a it'll be a good test bed to see if Pokemon Bank works quite, uh, across games. There you go. Yeah. Um. So then next we got a look at Bayonetta two with all its great uh, Nintendo themed costumes and the reveal that Bayonetta one will be on disc or will or at least or or there'll be two discs either way. But yeah, they're packaged together. I kind of saw this coming. I was expecting maybe a separate release that maybe if you bought the game within the first month or I don't know something like that. Or like a like an eShop thing where you if you buy Bayonetta two you get twenty dollars back or something. But I'm just glad they're just throwing it in there. That's yeah, great. That's really cool. Because I never played the first one. I it don't know. Me, I played the demo and I thought it was all right. But now you know if I'm getting essentially two games for the price of one, you know, running on an updated engine, uh, the old one, I presume. I'm I may I may get them. I, I might be down for a weirdo Japanese action game. Do we see what uh, early October? I think right. What the first or second week of October. It's yeah. in October. Before Halloween, yeah. So, I mean, if we're not getting smashed till probably late November, early December, and there's not really going to be much else on the Wii U at the time, eh, maybe. Right? It'll you know? be, yeah, Smash will be out on the Sunday before Black Friday. Always, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, maybe. Um, One so, interesting thing about this uh, Bayonetta announcement, sure. just for a second, oh, is that it sounds kind of like uh, that Bayonetta 1 deal is for retail copies only. 
maybe it'll, it'll, maybe it'll be probably. I mean, is. if it's if it's all on one disc, maybe when you buy it online, it'll just be Bayonetta one and Bayonetta two. Click purchase. Yeah. Well, yeah. The I guess fact it, yeah. specifically it, said uh, like with retail copies, and maybe yeah. retail includes digital purchases for them. Well, if it's a retail I, copy, then you know what? That I'll, I'll buy a retail game for once because it's two games in one. Yeah. Yeah. Save the gigabytes. <laughs> exactly. I already need a new drive. <laughs> Me too. Well, I need uh, yep. a drive, period. I don't have my, one. Uh, my terabyte drive isn't looking so crazy now, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. Eh, I think I'll probably still only get 500 megabytes. <laughs> or gigabytes, rather. Gigabytes, yeah. Um, so, after that was Hyrule Warriors, which I, I find I steadily get more and more interested in. As I'll more play and more this shown. stupid game. Why not? Um, I did watch a little bit <laughs> Zach, of the... <laughs> I have the exact same sentiment. You know, I watched a little bit of the playthrough uh, yep. during the Treehouse stuff, and it actually looks pretty good. It looks um, all right. I watched it, part it where they were playing... Sorry. No, go ahead. It bugs me, just like every Dynasty Warriors game bugs me, that, like, why are all these people just standing around not fighting? I know, right? <laughs> why am I doing all of the work if 90% of the enemies do essentially no damage and take essentially no damage, and then I'm really only fighting, like, every 10th guy or something? Right. I mean, I could live without all the, like, needless Fluff. grunts on both sides who are just kind of standing about. Um, I think for the PS2 at the time it was cool because it was like, wow, look at all this stuff that's rendering. But now I don't care. Yeah, just, like, make it less cluttered. and Let it go. But um, I was watching them play as Midna, and they were fighting some crazy dragon. And to beat the dragon, they had to power up the hookshot by talking to the, the great fairy. And then they could still couldn't pull the dragon out of the air, so she shot the hookshot into the air grabbed the moon from uh, Majora's Mask and pulled what? it down onto the dragon to bring it to the ground so you could fight it. Yeah. That's yeah. just insane. Zach, you're going to like this game. <laughs> uh, you have not seen the renderings of the Great Fairy yet, but you will enjoy them. Yeah. Oh, find, nice. find that. Um, I'm sure they've got that stuff all archived on like, the Nintendo E3 site or YouTube or something, but okay. find that that playthrough if you can. Yeah, it was it was badass. It's so. interesting. It's I, I'm, I'm more interested in it... Um, it will probably simultaneously be the best Dynasty Warriors game and maybe the worst Zelda game. <laughs> but, like, I, that's not as long as game. crossbow training exists. Well, yeah. yeah. That's true. You know, it, now, I, I'm surprised that Midna's in there not in her human form, because that would have been more interesting to me. Yeah, and that's going to fuck up the whole story, or timeline, right? Where does this take place? <laughs> this game takes, they, they've said multiple times this on the stream, it's a celebration of Zelda. Yeah. Um, it is bullshit as far as the timeline is concerned. Yeah, which is great. Fuck it's like the timeline. Smash Brothers of Zelda games. Like, there it's you just, go. Let's put all <laughs> our favorite things together and use them. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it looks really sweet. It, it kind of, like, um, kind of stays true to Zelda in a little bit of ways, too. There's pots around the levels. You break them to get, like, refill your health rupees, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, there's grass around that you can, like, cut or attack to get rupees and stuff. And so. there's a rock you can throw, like, 30 bombs at it and yeah. make it explode. <laughs> So yeah, it, I don't know. I, the more I see, the more I kind of get into it. So and they announced, I think that's early what September 9th, I want to say. It's, er, it's early September. Um, I may get it. I don't know. I'll see how the. I guess I'll, I'll see what get you guys it. Think Why not? It. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I but may be. I may cool. be buying a Titanfall PS4 or not. I'm sorry, a, Desti oh, a Destiny PS4. I may be buying a Destiny PS4. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Holy um, shit, guys! They're great fairy. Good lord. Oh, you find it? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Up. So I found a screenshot of it. Just seeing the Majora's Mask Moon thing, like I, even just for fan service alone, I kind of want to play it now. Um, so after that, we got a quick little look uh, look at Kirby, uh, what Rainbow Curse? I think what? is what it was called. 
What? My yeah, head the, exploded when they the, showed this. Yeah. The sudden sequel to Kirby Canvas Curse, which is unbelievable. Which is the secret best Kirby game. Yeah. Um, kind of makes sense. You know, Wii U's floundering. I mean, uh, Canvas Curse saved the, the DS, so maybe <laughs> it worked for the Wii U. Who knows? Yeah. Um, they didn't spend too much time on it, but it looks great. Um, I'm excited. So, I mean, do you guys have any thoughts about Rainbow Curse? It looks, I mean, it looks like Canvas Curse 2. I love just, that it's I could claymation. Be, uh, yeah, the claymation aspect of it is. Yeah. When they were when they were showing it, I was like, oh, I wonder what they're gonna call it. I wonder what they're gonna call it. And I thought they might call it Kirby Claymation Curse, but I don't know. I'm <laughs> glad they didn't because I kind of thought curse. that was lame, but I thought that's what they might go with. It'd be like like or the alliteration. clay curse or curse of clay or who knows. Right, you get that, that mixed clay in because of the that, alliteration aspect. I was just gonna say yeah, Kirby's clay curse. Kirby's canvas curse. Yeah. Kirby's if, canvas clay curse. Yes. Yeah, so, so I thought they were gonna do that, but Kirby Rainbow Curse, fine. Whatever. Whatever. That's yeah. Fine. I don't. I don't care what it's called. I just want to play it. Yeah. I want. Um, I, want I want to go to there. Did what? 2015, right? Or did or, it say? Did it say something? Yeah, about? it's 2015 yeah, for some yeah, reason. Most everything is. Yeah. Um. So then after that, we got a an extended look at Splatoon, which I went from like, okay, don't care about this. This is what I'm gonna be checking Twitter to. Oh wow, this is actually kind of cool. Right. Secret. Secret surprise game, they actually managed to keep something fucking secret. Yeah, thanks like, for Like, really secret. One of the Treehouse guys commented on the live stream who said, I cannot believe this didn't leak. Yeah. Literally everything else at E3 leaked this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so cool IP. So um, it's a 4 and 4 sounds like online only, um, multiplayer game. Um, to me, it's like a mix of, like, Gears of War and, like, paintball or something. It like, or reminded like me a lot of the PlayStation <laughs> Network game Fat Princess, where it was just oh, yeah. like chaotic multiplayer kind of game. Yeah. Just on a smaller scale, obviously. But at first it was like, okay, it's like a shooter. You're, it, the goal is to paint as much of the level in your color as you can. That's fine. But then once they kind of showed how the, the ink really increases the strategy and how you don't want to just spread your ink to win, but to actually like fight better i thought it was really interesting and how you can around. right you like swim through your color ink so you can get around the levels faster um if you're in the enemy's ink you slow down and kind of get stuck um there's a lot of different items like big paint rollers and different things you can use to like just spread paint quickly i mean it was almost like the perk system of call of duty like to me i imagine you get like five kills in a row and then you get to use one of these like powerful things that uh you know hits the level with a bunch of ink um yeah so yeah, it it just looked, it went from like eh to wow, I I really want to play I this. I saw them do two runs of this on the on the stream. They did they did a run of it like I don't know, sometime around halfway through the day, and then it was also the last game they covered before they cut to Smash Brothers. They just did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it looks just it looks fucking chaotic, and it has yep. this almost like I don't know if I, I get kind of Team Fortress vibe to it in a way, just like the speed of it and the yep. the just the the cartoony style of it. It just looks really cool and really interesting. And like, I start once you start watching the stream of them playing it for like an hour, you're like, oh, like this is gonna be incredibly right. deep. Oh and yeah. They said they'd been playing it, I think, for a month at the treehouse, and you can tell that a month later, these guys are still probably staying late and playing it like every night. Yeah. Yeah, it looks super competitive. I'm already like really excited for community nights with NWR. Um, you know, just running games because it just looks it looks awesome. This is such a non-Tendo game. It's yep. just yeah, not, it's it was not, a real surprise. It's unlike and then when they when they first announced it, I was like, this is unlike anything they've ever done. It's probably going to suck because they don't know what they're doing here. No, it looks really good. Like yeah, really. And all the impressions I've read of it, everyone's saying it's fucking good. Yeah, 
2015. 2015, right. <laughs> the, the only thing that maybe worries me is just that um, it uses the gamepad accelerometer, the gyro controls, to kind of aim. A little, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. They, if you they use I think that's six, just for six? fine. They were, they were saying on the stream that it's kind of like how in Ocarina of Time 3D, you usually would, you would find yourself aiming with the joystick, but then when you got zoomed in and you wanted to really fine tune your shot, you would use the gyroscopes. So you can use both. Okay. I think it's going to be like they kind, of, they explained that it was basically like that. Okay. And they said cool. it's basically a dual analog setup. You just also have this other thing. Okay. Good. Well, that's good. Um. So yeah, that was, I mean, definite surprise, but I'm very excited. And then the show closed. Um, well, I guess there was kind of, or the conference closed with two two things. The the bigger was that um, oh god, why can't what's her face is in um, Smash Brothers? Lady Palatina. 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 Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be an announcement for a Smash Brothers anime, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, me like, too. I, I yeah. want this. That looked awesome. And you know, it's the same thing. It's like, why would they go through the effort of all that just for this? Would would they go through that kind of anime Cause style cause stuff? Because Sakurai. Just this? I guess. Because but I mean, Sakurai. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it just for this? Could there be more somewhere else? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. But it, it, you know, that doesn't really about, uh, impact me either way. The reveal of uh, her being in the game. I'm not a big Kid Icarus fan, so. I thought it was odd because wasn't she already unveiled as an assist trophy? Was she? No, yes. she, uh, she was unveiled as a regular trophy at, like, that Smash Bros. Oh, Direct. just a trophy But trophy. she wasn't specified. Oh, okay. Like a collectible uh, trophy thing, not... Okay. Right. Okay, so that makes more sense. But yeah, she looked interesting. She looks like she has some neat moves. I'm happy to see another woman join the roster. I still wish they would add Birdo, but, you know. Oh, yeah, Birdo would be cool. Uh-huh. So here's the thing about that that I thought was very, very interesting, is that uh, at first you see Palutena, you see Rosalina, and, you're, and you, like, roll your eyes. Well, I roll my eyes a little. I'm like, oh, fan service. But, and then I think about it, and I realize Nintendo really is trying to add as many female characters as possible into their games, which I get, which I guess is cool. That's uh, way and, cool, dude. It is, like, super and I, I cool. Think it's, I think it's interesting that uh, even if... Palutena by herself as a character might not be Smash Bros. material. It seems like they're making her Smash Bros. material to fit her in the game, which is interesting. Dude, if the Wii Fit tr- trainer is Smash Bros. material, Lady Palutena is. <laughs> Second tier Fire Emblem characters that aren't Marth. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Exactly. There's, yeah, there's plenty of lesser. Mr. Game & Watch. Rob the robot. They have they have a history of putting lesser characters in. I wish they would have swapped that. I wish they showed the Pac Man reveal during this and then had the had her reveal uh in the Smash thing that's going on right now. I think more people would be excited about knowing Pac Man's there though. I'm very interested to see how Pac Man plays. Yeah, people on Twitter are saying it's awesome, so we'll see. I think they like his power pellets and stuff around the stage and shit. I don't know, it sounds insane. Let's get Shantae in the game. There you go. Um, be ridiculous. So, after the Smash thing, we got Miyamoto for a second playing a blurred-out version of Star Fox, even though Time already told us Star Fox was a thing. Yeah, like I said, everything got leaked, except yeah. for... What's the name of that fucking game? Squatoon? Whatever. Oh, Splatoon. I still yeah. can't remember. I, I keep wanting to say Squid Platoon instead <laughs> of Splat Platoon. Yeah. Um, well, maybe that's what it's a play on, or like a combination of, yeah, Squid yeah. and Platoon. Like, they call the little characters Inklings. That's clever. Yep. Um, so then, immediately after it ended... Yeah, we got the reveal of Mario Party 10, uh, some 3DS oh. stuff. No, wait, Mario Party 10 sounded interesting, you guys. Because, yeah, one Why, person plays Bowser. Bowser in it now? No, the fifth player. Now with Bowser. The fifth player plays Bowser on the gamepad, and when the minigames come up, 
the fifth player is basically their goal is to fuck with the other four players making right. playing the regular mini game. So you're playing Bowser and you shoot fireballs at them and they're all trying to survive and whoever survives, you know, like the regular mini game, that would be a CG a CG controlled Bowser, but now it's fucking fifth player. That's cool. Mhm. Yeah, I'm a, I thought that was interesting. So everybody's going to hate the fifth player pretty much. Maybe it rotates, who knows. Oh yeah, maybe. Um so there was that, then yeah, we had what the um the IGN thing, what, Third Devil, is that what it was called? Devil's, Devil's Third. Third. Or Devil's Third, yeah. I uh, didn't see anything about this. That is a pretty bloody, crazy uh, Japanese action game. Yep. Which it's, I, it's made by one of the guys who worked on, I think, the 3D Ninja Gaiden. It's, yeah, it's it was, uh, Itagaki. It was Itagaki, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Mr. Ninja Gaiden. Uh, yeah. And it's now but this game has been passed around uh, from publisher to publisher for a very, very long time. And it looks like whether it was a last resort or just uh, the stars aligned, uh, apparently Nintendo's putting out this long existing game. It's it's ba- sure. it's the next in their line of Bayonetta twos. They they yeah, they saved Bayonetta yeah. two, a game that should probably never have come out on a Nintendo console that is now exclusive to a Nintendo console, and this is basically the same thing where this game is kind of like Bayonetta two needed to find a house, and this game needed to find a house. And they both found the same house. Um, you know what? I had my paper. I had one paper over the other. One thing I forgot right before Splatoon was um, Xenoblade Chronicles X, which I know Alex and I will be excited about. Yeah. Um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was a really awesome game. And this, it's a spiritual sequel. Like, I don't think it carries over uh, any story stuff directly from the last game, only themes. But I think that's a good thing because I forget almost all of Xenoblade Chronicles story-wise. Right. I just remember the great combat and, like, the characters were pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, there was the reveal right at the end. It probably wasn't the same character, but it was like the same um, species as the little puffball from uh, Rikishi or, yeah. or Riki or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, in there. You missed one other thing though uh, from the direct. We did not talk about Mario Maker. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, how did I not write that down? Yeah, you're right. It must have been whatever it was after. I must have been freaking out about and just forgot to write it down. Yeah, Mario Maker looks fantastic. Fantastic. And like I love that it is totally inspired by Mario Party. Or not Mario Party. Mario, Mario Paint. Paint. Yeah, Mario it's definitely Paint. an homage with the little dog for the undo button. And I saw the fly swatter. The fly yeah, somewhere. The, right, swatting around. Even the font. Like it, it yeah. that, it's the Mario Paint font for sure for like yeah. the title and stuff. And yeah, that looks awesome. It um, looks interesting. I don't know. I wish I could just like for a lower price download a client that let me play those levels and not make them. Because mm-hmm. I'm not that interested in making them, because I know I'm not going to make very good like, ones. Like WarioWare DIY did. Yeah. But I'm super interested in playing all of the fucked up, insane levels that other people make. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I've been, like ever since Little Big Planet came out, like all I've wanted is a game where you're making Mario levels, and I love that you can switch the skin. You can play like 8-bit, you know, original Mario, or you can play. Uh, and they'll Super probably add some more. Stuff in there too. I will be shocked if it ends up with just those two skins. All oh, right, like I would love to see uh, Mario, Mario World 3, and Mario, Mario Three. World. Yeah, yeah, but that looks fantastic. I, I I'm excited to see kind of all the just nonsense you can do with that. Um, I guess they haven't really said much else about like how it's going to be released, right? To me, it strikes me as just like a kind of a cheap eShop download or maybe yeah, like a. I think they'll charge fifty bucks for it. If they charge fifty bucks, they are on fucking drugs. <laughs> I think yeah, like I unless Very that true. game is huge, unless they make it more than these two games, they have all the games, they have all the things you will ever want, and you can design full uh, worlds instead of just single levels that you have to download at ten seconds each. They would be on drugs if they charged more than twenty dollars for this. 
<laughs> well, hopefully we'll get more. I think if I think they'll make it a full fledged product. I think we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg on it, and it's also what 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 2015. Now I, make... we should talk about 2015 real quick. I think a lot of these games, not Zelda, obviously. We will be lucky Man, if Zelda comes out. 2015 is going to be a good but year I think, for Nintendo. But I think I mean I'm looking at these for games, everyone, and I'm thinking Yoshi Woolly World comes out in the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze spot. And I'm thinking Splatoon probably comes out in the Mario Kart 8 spot. Uh, you know, I'm thinking a lot of these that 2015 games, with the definite exception of Zelda, a lot of them I think will be early 2015. Hopefully, most of them before E3. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll. I guess we'll they see. try not. Generally speaking, they try not to announce stuff that's not going to be out by the next E3, except for maybe two to three games. And they were very clear, like, Smash Brothers, that kind of stuff. Smash Brothers, they took, and they said up front, this isn't coming out until 2015, next holiday even. They were very clear about that, and they weren't clear about that with Zelda, but I think we all understand that it is. Um, But they were very clear, like, these other games, like the the Miyamoto Robot games and, uh, and Star Fox, these are super early in development. I would expect those to be the 2015, if they're saying those are coming in 2015, and they're so early in development, those are definitely late 2015, Whereas the ones you're showing me, well, if those other ones are late, these ones must be early, because otherwise, what the fuck else are you putting out from January to March? Yeah. Or May, even. So I think I think most of them will get early 2015 as well. I hope so. Uh, I hope, yeah. The, I mean, that's me being cautious, or not cautious, just being optimistic. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Miyamoto stuff on the Treehouse thing today, yeah. and they did say a few interesting things. It does sound like the robot game, specifically the fighting robots, Rock'em Sock'em kind of it thing. It looked kind of rough. It I only did. saw like ten minutes of it, but it looked kind of rough. I think they both look kind of rough. I didn't see the that other one at all. I didn't see it at That all. one's further along in development, apparently, and they are aiming for a first half 2015 uh, for the other one, that one is very early in development. And Star Fox, I was uh, I was watching the Giant Bomb like commentary on the Nintendo Direct, as, like my second viewing before this. And Brad Shoemaker, I think, was saying that uh, regardless of what Miyamoto says, Star Fox is like as he heard, barely even in the conceptual stages as of this moment. Yeah, I like, heard they that say too. full development, but they only have a gameplay mechanic it seems like well chris Co- chris uh chris Kohler tweeted that basically yeah they've got the concept there and they actually want to farm it out to another like outside studio and let them work on it oh maybe platinum will get it then yes <laughs> yeah maybe but yeah that's what i heard is that yeah, they just got the core concept and that's it like it's it's nothing right now um so you know whether that's good or bad i don't know it just means star fox is going to be quite a ways out I think we would have all been less excited if that time reveal didn't happen. <laughs> if we just heard, like, oh, there's a Star, Star Fox tech demo, you know, as people yeah. were able to tweet about it, not time, you know, posting a story and then immediately deleting it, saying Star Fox is there. Um, so I think it got our hopes up. Um, so I have some tweets from fans of the show and other people on Twitter who watch the conference. I thought for this last uh, 10 minutes or so, maybe we can read through some of these. I think some have questions, some just have thoughts. Hold on, but we hold can on, Scott. Comment. Yeah, what's up? I, I just want to mention that I'm very excited, but also confused, that Shantae 3 is coming out on Wii U as well. Yeah, how about that? That, that was announced uh, yesterday, basically, in that big group of trailers. Why not? And, you know, related to that, let me read uh, a comment here from uh, Tim Hudson. Um he says, wondering why they didn't gloat about the amount of indie games coming to their systems would have shown strong support. 
And yeah, yesterday they released all those trailers, but there were like no mention of them um, today. I think they, they eventually ran they all the did. trailers they on the treehouse. They ran a trailer on the treehouse reel. Fairly the, early on in the treehouse reel. Exactly. But yeah, nothing in the, the big conference. And that kind of speaks to Alex's point about kind of information being dispersed all over the place. I mean, these trailers were all yesterday. Um, and yeah, it was pretty easy to miss those with everything else that was going on. Um, uh, that trailer specifically was kind of like a ghetto of a trailer, and I say ghetto specifically because, like, it had the indie games there, and then it had weird not-indie games, like the new Yu-Gi-Oh! game was stealth announced for, uh, localization yesterday in the indie trailer. Really? And, uh, there were some other, like, games that aren't quite big, they aren't quite a big Nintendo game, but they were just stuffed in there as, this is the other shit we got coming. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And it was just kind of weird to stuff everything in there. I guess they, I'm sure they talked about it and decided, well, I think it's better to show all this crazy first-party stuff um, than devote any kind of indie stuff. Maybe they just thought that wouldn't grab people's attention. Just kind of a sizzle reel of trailers. They went for the big guns. Um, and I, I think it worked. I mean, for me personally, I, I think I'm more excited about what they showed than if they, if I'd seen the Shantae trailer in the middle of, you know, the, the Wii U presser. Or the Nintendo presser, I should say. Um, so, uh, former uh, staffer Tyler Olu says, The digital event killed me. My family will mourn, but quickly get over my passing when they play these amazing games. Um, that's kind of the feeling I had. I didn't really know what to do with myself after watching the uh, the conference today. <laughs> um, uh, Disco Stew kind of hits a point we've mentioned a little bit. The announcements look freaking amazing, but 2014 is looking a little barren. Can't wait for Captain Toad this year, though. To be fair, 2014 is looking a little barren for everyone, at least. Yeah. How yeah. many other games announced this year were for 2015? Yeah, that's true. I don't. I can't. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of any like huge releases. Uh, Destiny. For the rest of the year. Destiny, yeah, Destiny will be one. Well, I think we're getting Grim Fandango HD this year. Right? <laughs> that's um, a I don't know that that's a system seller, but um, yeah, I guess though when you've got Smash Brothers coming out on both your platforms, I guess I don't know how much else you really need for the rest of the year. Um, I'm imagining they're thinking that's going to carry them through till early next year. Um, doo -doo -doo, let's see. Hmm. -hmm. Um, I'm really impressed. My question is, uh, this is from MetaMass on Twitter. He says, I'm really impressed. My question is, uh, will worldwide gaming media be impressed as well? Xbox and PS4 did nothing for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, Twitter, everyone, I mean, even non-Nintendo fans seemed pretty into everything that was going on. Um, I mean, even a lot of gaming journalists who cover everything were pretty high on Nintendo above everyone else. I mean, I, you know... Also, it was today, and it's fresh in people's minds, but what did you guys think about that? I mean, do you think this is this is good news for people who don't own Wii U's yet? Is this going to sell systems? It's going to sell systems next year. Yeah, it's going to well, sell next, yeah. systems next year, yeah. 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 I think a certain a certain amount of people are waiting for Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think a lot of people were probably not. First of all, people who are waiting on the system aren't watching E3. Uh, Some of them are, because but they're waiting on to purchase as a secondary system, maybe. Yeah, okay, that's true. But uh, you know, I think a lot of them will say, "Okay, Smash Brothers, I can still buy Smash Brothers in 2015." Right. Yeah. To me, if Smash Brothers isn't going to sell you, the only thing on this list to me that really sells you a system is probably Zelda. Every, yeah. To me, everything else is like a nice like accompaniment. Like, okay, yeah, Yoshi looks great. 
Uh, Splatoon looks interesting. There's X, um, you know, different things like that. But if you're not already buying one for Smash Brothers, I don't think you buy it for anything else but Zelda. Probably yeah. true. So It's a little scarier when you actually think of what exists past Zelda. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to have a Mario sports game in 2016. They're going to have some weird stuff. But outside of Zelda, Mario Kart, uh, Smash, and Mario, the only big game they really have left short of a new franchise is Animal Crossing. Uh, Metroid, hello! That yeah, is that is Metroid not in the game? same league as Animal Crossing and uh, Smash sales-wise. Okay, it's not like it was sure. one, of the, one of the absolute best-selling, best-reviewed games ever on the GameCube, but okay. Well, but that was also a long time ago. I mean, I I think I agree with Alex. I think the luster on Metroid is gone. I mean, I, gone. I I I don't think the luster is gone. I think that if they've had a bad game and if they can put out a good one, all of that luster will return. And yeah. you know what? We may get that tomorrow. It yeah, who knows? Maybe. Game. <laughs> Which does nothing. Yeah, getting my true. hopes up again. Does nothing for the Wii U, but yeah, maybe. Um. I don't know. My 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 feeling with Metroid ever since Other M has been kind of like the same with Star Fox. Like you didn't like this Metroid game we put a lot of effort into. You just don't get Metroid anymore. <laughs> they're they're punishing us for not enjoying. They're punishing us for not Other loving M. their shitty Metroid game. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have a good point, Alex. But I mean that that always happens. You you know you get the big release and you're like, okay, well what's next? What can they do? But they'll I mean there'll be something Mario for sure. Um, and then, yeah, maybe new IPs. I mean, there'll be Star Fox. Not that that's necessarily a system seller, but that'll be down the down the road a few years. So, I don't know. I just hope that tomorrow's thing isn't like some... And it's is it just... Do we know if it's 3DS or Wii U? It's 3DS factually. 3DS, like, this is a yeah. 3DS-focused oh, okay. game. I don't think they'll reveal a Wii U game, because if they did, they would have said it was Wii U and 3DS. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, okay, it's, it's I was going to say, yeah. I hope it's not 90 minutes of showing off Miyamoto, Miyamoto's tech demo. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's something that, we that, don't know about yet. That game is either going to be Project Steam, uh, Metroid, or Majora's Mask. Those are the only yeah. three things it can and Majora's be. Majora's Mask can't point. take up 90 for Not a release of Majora's Mask, no. Yeah. Um, just on sales quickly, I, I think before this press conference today, I saw... I didn't see GameCube sales for the Wii U, even counting Mario Kart. Just before today, I saw it not even hitting that potential. Today, I don't see the Wii, but I'm starting to see GameCube a little more. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I'm starting to see them get closer to maybe 20, 25 million. Uh, I don't know if they'll get to 50 million, but uh, it looks like it'll at the very least join the club of those. Ah, It wasn't so horrible, even though it wasn't necessarily a success either systems. You know what was exciting for me is like all through the Wii years, in these conferences, it's like, okay, there'd be good stuff, but then you have things like Wii Music, or just sort of these, like, sort of, I, I hate the term casual and hardcore, but sort of these, like, catering to everybody types of games, and I think they were able to cater towards everyone without, like, alienating, I guess, core fans, if you will. I mean, everything here is what I saw was something I want to play, and I think that's a really good sign. Um... You know, there wasn't, yeah, like, any filler. Yeah. There was nothing here. I mean, I thought it was going to be Splatoon, but it wasn't even Splatoon. There was nothing here where I, like, got a chance to kind of, like, look away or go to the bathroom or just not pay attention. Like, everything is interesting. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't like the Ubisoft press conference where there'd be something awesome and then, oh, just dance. Right, or the Sony one where they spent 20 minutes talking about some crazy digital comic I don't care about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, everything was cool. Everything was great games. So Everything was awesome. Yep, there you go. Lego, hashtag. Um, so a few more here. 
Um, the Catapults said, solid announcements and a real contrast from the other big two platforms. Where are Metroid and F-Zero missed opportunity? I think at that point you're just nitpicking. I mean, with everything, everything, we were, everything we were given, I mean, this is exactly like what the robot chicken stuff was like kind of making fun of. It's like yep. you get all these reveals <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but where's this we one? We got F-Zero, you guys. It's called Mario Kart 8. Yep. I agree. Anti-gravity. <laughs> Bowser's Castle, that is a fucking F-Zero track. <laughs> so, yeah, I think at that point you're nitpicking. I mean, they're not, they can't just, like, every year release one new game from all their big franchises. Um, I liked everything I saw. I can wait on Metroid. And, honestly, I could live without F-Zero after Mario Kart. Just saying. Yep. Unless they can make another one as good as F-Zero GX. If they can do that, I want it. Dude, just HDify it. Yeah. I would take F-Zero on 3DS. I mean, I know, yeah. I know, I know it. I know it would look fantastic on Wii U. It looked great on GameCube, but I just, I just don't need it there. I don't know. Um, we've already talked about this, but I'll just give him a shout out. Uh, Chim Chatton asked, "What do you think about End Strategy about not showing everything in all event, uh, in one all, sorry, in one single event, but spreading new games out all week?" Um, we've kind of talked about it. I don't think it's a big deal, but I, I can understand that information kind of gets lost that way too. It's um, on their website, right? Yeah, I think it's fine. I, uh, you know, I'll be checking the news sites every day anyway. It might so. not be all on their website right away, but if you go and check at the end of E3, it'll all be there. Yeah. Um, David Proctor said, still no real third-party support, which is unsurprising, but oh my, those first-party offerings, very excited. Um, yeah, this reminds yeah. me of, like, we, we talked about it, and it's going to be on this upcoming um, episode of Connectivity. We, Johnny and I talked to Neil about E3 2004, and now I'm starting to feel like that one had some more third-party stuff because they weren't in as dire straits, but they were really kind of like down on their uh, down on their knees at that point, and they had to really come surging back. Uh, and I feel like this this is kind of similar this year. Right, I mean, apart from like Xenoblade and Bayonetta, and I guess... And the, those are all the second billion, party, though. Or not billion, the hundred, you know, third-party uh, indie games that are coming. Right, yeah. Indie games are, I feel like Nintendo really should be trying to gain as much ground there as possible, because... People who like indie games are people who like classic games, and people who like classic games like fucking Nintendo. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, so yeah, but no, I wasn't surprised to see a lack of third-party support, uh, really. I mean, this was them just saying, we'll just make everything ourselves. <laughs> and they were hitting, like, you know, a bunch of different franchises, different types of gameplay. Um, so, I'm into it. Uh... I think that might be it. Yeah, let's call that it. There might have been a couple more, but oh well. Um, sorry, everybody. Um, so that will do it. Thank you Should for listening. Should we grade it quickly, uh, just as a last go-around? Uh, yeah, what, out of ten? Is that how you want to do it? Just grade it. <laughs> However you um, see fit. I, I don't know how to grade it, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was great. I, there's nothing I could want more, in. you know, nothing I would add to it. And nothing I would really take away. No filler. I, I was captivated from start to finish. So I think it was great. One of their best in, in recent memory. I agree with Scott. I'm going to say, relative to the list of menu choices at Taco Bell, this was a cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> pretty good. Maybe not the best thing on the menu. Pretty good. Satisfying. It gets four, it gets four out of five Doritos Locos Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Uh, I would say... Zelda looks amazing. Uh, Smash Bros. is going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> well, no, this I isn't mean... This is a grading. This is like a summary. Yeah. And I, there'll be a grade after that. I mean, <laughs> the teacher leaves a little comment first. <laughs> <laughs> Smash Bros. is going to be okay. 
Pokemon's gonna be Pokemon. I hope everyone enjoys all the other pretty good announcements. Most of them weren't for me. Uh, I would still say definitely better than a lot of the other conferences. I think we're going to have a little conversation tomorrow at least where we go into that a little bit more. I think compared to at least everyone but Sony, it's, there's there's a conversation we will need to have there tomorrow. <laughs> sure. Uh, compared to at least everyone else but Sony, Nintendo brought it. And I am happy about that. There's stuff I didn't like about the uh, the presentation format, but Nintendo brought it. Yep. And because of that, like, uh, B, B plus probably, actually. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, listening, everybody. Like Alex said, we'll be back with more this week. Um, we'll probably talk about non-Nintendo stuff tomorrow or the next day. And then all the radio uh, free – on the radio free Nintendo um, – uh, feed they will have impressions from E3. That's the, the team. And they're doing little video things like every day. Yeah, yeah. Cool. They're the away team. We are the home team. Yeah. So the away team will have uh, impressions. They played the game, so look forward to that later this week. Um, Alex, Mike, Zach, thank you for being here. Yep. And uh, we will talk to you guys later. Goodbye, fellow Inklings. Bye. Bye. Bye.